Jim Rowan, how you going? Twenty eighth of February, two thousand twenty one, on a oh, pretty nice day, but hot. Um, and I've just finished watching the first night of Castle Attack. The second night is actually it's not even night it's a, it's not even far away it's in a few hours but um i'll uh, i'll have to come back with the results of that one i suppose for now i'll just go through the tour and um and uh, yeah of course night 1 a tour a road to that was eventful for the wrong reasons i think it's fair to say um, so it started on the 14th of February in Corrigan Hall. Uh, there was no English commentary at first. Apparently they had some issues with it. So there's one of the problems that was run into. Not that it's a big problem for me. I'm, I'm quite fine listening to the Japanese commentary, but, um, yeah, it, uh, was, a uh, slow early on to be uploaded that wasn't so much an issue but the first match we saw the debut of Yuto Nakashima a new young lion he faced Yuya Uemura and you know he's got a kind of a cool look intense fellow he um yeah he looked really up for it and eager he got up and Yuya's face, and, um, I don't know, 10 seconds into the match, he, they're, they're just doing kind of, you know, active grappling, moving around, moving and shaking, and, uh, his elbow bends the wrong way, when, um, oh, hard to describe, but basically, yeah, he's, uh, kind of like snapping down out of a, Almost like kind of a. I think it's when you 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 were more as like uh, gonna, kind of hit his back so he can twist around and and come back up, and um, yeah, he just snaps his elbow the wrong way, and then you you awkwardly continued for a few moments, but then the referee gets a better look at what happened and stops the match. So, yeah, he lasted like ten seconds. Um, Hopefully it's not as bad as it looks, because it looked really bad. But he definitely didn't make another appearance on this tour. Poor fellow. Um, so yeah, that that's how it started. I don't need to run through... Oh, actually, here's, there, there was new... Um, I think this is news. The United Empire has a new logo. I don't think they had this before. I mean... They're not my favorites. I don't pay super close attention to them. But I think... Well, look. If it's not brand new on this episode, it was new very recently. So they've got their new logo. Um, They had it on a t-shirt. Osprey had it on a polo. Which I actually thought was kind of cool. Well, it's just a bit different. Because... I don't know. No one wears polo shirts. And that's sort of a... I don't know, I don't want to say polo shirts are a British thing, but it suited Osprey. And it's just kind of a uniform that no one else I haven't seen in wrestling before. Polo shirts. I don't know. I thought it could give him a bit of identity, but Osprey wore it on the first night and then never wore it again and no one else wore it, so they're obviously not that keen on it. Um and the logo's just like whatever you just a normal, I don't know, paid a uni student doing graphic design, 20 bucks to whip them something up with the E on it or whatever it is. Yeah, nothing in particular. But anyway, so yeah, they, they their uh, tour is uh, Okan, of course, which will be tomorrow night, is facing Tanahashi for the Never title. So it's been Tanahashi, 
with a combination of Kojima, Tenzan, and Young Lions against the United Empire across this tour. Um, and just reading through the the notes here, Cobb asks if the press want a witty comment, which would be a nice change from Cobb. He doesn't have one. Uh, Osprey tells a story about his mum. Yeah. Usual stuff from them. They picked up the win in that one, but who cares? Yujiro, Ishimori, and El Phantasmo versus Hiromu, Bushi, and Shingo. And uh, this, of course, because the plan was for Hiromu and Bushi to challenge the junior heavyweight tag team champions, Ishimori and El Phantasmo. Um, Shingo picks up the win in this one. Uh, ELP after the match says he's, he doesn't care about losing the match because he's won the mental battle with Hiromu. He says Hiromu's scared of his foot. And um, yeah, I think the, the thing with that became just that they're all they're only worried about his foot and um, Ishimori and Phantasmo believe they have a lot of other moves that they're going to catch him by surprise with. And then we have Sonata Naito versus Nagata and Ibushi. And um, of course, out of those guys, who loses? Nagata. Sonata beats him. And um, yeah, Nagata said after the match, he's happy to mix it up with the top guys and he's you know, used to wrestling with the juniors, so it's a, a big step up, but... Um, Anyone else say anything? Naito was talking about the IC title again. And then, yeah, he provided this hypothetical. This is Naito. He's talking about his plan for the IC title, for the Intercontinental title. And he says he's going to win it. And then no one's going to challenge for it in six months. And so he's just going to retire it because no one challenged for it and it became, like, defunct. I don't... I don't I don't know why that sounds better than uniting it with the heavyweight championship, but I couldn't tell if he was serious or not. You know, particularly when you don't speak the language, it definitely doesn't help in that regard. But, I, yeah, I, I don't... I mean... Is he losing? And he just wants... Like, is his plan for... To to make everyone want Ibushi to win? Because that's a way better plan. Just having the IC title around for a bit longer, doing nothing. I, I, I don't see how that brings more prestige or respect or anything to the title. Um, it, but yeah, but he, he basically just justified that like well you know no one would challenge for it the only person with a connection to it wrestles elsewhere of course he'd be he'd be be talking about nakamura there so he's basically just saying no one cares about this thing it's useless so i'm gonna win it and no one's gonna care about it and so it'll just quietly go away which um yeah seems very strange um then we had the Bullet Club against Chaos. I think this is there's a lot of people in it, so it might have been an elimination match. Owens is back. He's got the Texas Heavyweight Championship. Um, and he brings a leather strap with him to attack Yano with because uh, that's the direction they're heading in. They want to do the Texas strap match. Oh, well, that's what Owens wants. Um, yeah, nothing else all that interesting on that show. So the next night, again in Corican Hall, the 15th, uh, oh yeah, Tam is back and he was in the opening match and he's doing, back to doing his previous promo styles because, you know, for that while when he had the iron fingers, he was talking in a high-pitched voice and, and, and speaking a lot of Japanese and, um, I mean, I, I don't like Thomas promos, 
Uh, but those were even worse. So now he's back to his not so bad, but still pretty bad promo style. And he really, he's going in hard um, on Yoshi's testicles. I probably could have phrased that better. He's, um, yeah, just keeps saying he's got a small brain, small balls, and a small dick. And uh, you can tell Yoshi doesn't have what it takes. Um, yeah, really um, really going after the manhood of Yoshihashi. There's, uh, okay, and then we've got the United Empire and, um, again, the Tanahashi team. Uh, Tenzan this time was in there, can't do his Mongolian chops. They all mock him for it. And... Oh, apparently, so Yota was in this one. He's still not giving up on the Naito match, even though Naito is no longer no occupado. Um, Tanahashi suggests he should take back, uh, Tenzan should take back the Mongolian chops. Um, Cobb wonders why the young lions want to pick fights with him. As if they're the one booking the matches. Um, yeah. He doesn't seem to ever have anything smart to say. Um, Yujiro. Yeah, okay. So, and it was the same match. Oh, no, wait. Sonata's in it this time with uh, LIJ versus Bullet Club, the juniors. Uh, ELP comes out offering. He's got, a, I guess he's got a new shirt. And he's like offering it to fans. There's one fan that's like really good sport about it because she like gets up like she really wants it and he pulls it away and then he'll do it again and you know that's the kind of thing I think a lot of people would be like no I know you're going to fake me out I'm just not going to get up and she kept getting up to oh okay yeah can I have it which is good you know you're selling it you're selling the bit uh she never got the shirt um someone beeping outside someone got an uber okay that was oh yeah then Hiromu's um, doing his doing that fit on the ground that Phantasmo does the mannerisms with the I don't know whatever he does and he put Phantasmo's shirt on too so that's oh, this is still the 15th okay Hiromu is still in one piece at this point um, and then we had the strap stuff with Bullet Club and Yano, uh, and the main event again was this time Shingo and Naito versus Ibushi and Nagata, and um, yeah, Naito mocks Nagata a lot throughout this match, and then he asks after winning the match asks, oh yeah, that's right, because he does the Destino and Nagata, and then does the Blue Justice salute as he pins him. And then Naito tells Shingo, hey, this might take a while, get out of here. And uh, he says he's going to do his best to stop Ibushi unifying the titles. Um, Ibushi, you know, has heard Naito's idea from last night and says he doesn't understand it. Like, why does he want to destroy the title? That makes no sense. Moving on to the 16th, we're still in Korokuan Hall. Um... Nothing really that interesting going on. Oh, Hiromu made a cardboard title belt for, well, for uh, ELP, I guess. Um, Yujiro gets a rare win. He, um, I mean, ELP did the damage, I suppose kicking Bushi in the gut with the loaded boot. Yujiro finishes him with the Pimp Juice DDT. And then ELP picks up that cardboard belt and he wears it to the back and does his promo with the cardboard title. Um, there's still the strap feud. Oh, but they actually made it official after this one. So, um, so obviously... You know, Owens wanted this, the Texas strap match, but Yano had suggested at some point, I don't know if it was in a promo, I didn't 
see it. Yanni's promos are usually just he just walks straight through the press area anyway. So this might have been on Twitter or something. He's he just he wants the instead of it touching each corner as per the usual Texas strap rules, you have to remove each corner or turnbuckle pad. So uh, in this promo, Yano, oh, sorry, Owens accepts Yano's amendment to the rules. Um, and then that's about it, really. Nagata loses the main event again. And. Oh no, wait, the main event was uh, GOD and Evil versus Yoshi Goto and Okada. And um, Yoshi loses this match to apeshit by um, Tangaloa, of course. Um, Just reading through this, nothing really interesting happened, to be honest. Okay, and then we have... Oh, yeah, there was another technical fault. So, on the 17th... Corrigan Hall, once again. The fifth match is not available on demand. Now, apparently, this is because um, show, Show's uh, nuts popped out of his trunks. And so they just wiped the footage completely. So, were they too lazy to just cut a snippet of the match out? Or was his nuts out for a considerable amount of this match? It's, that's kind of, I thought that was kind of strange. But, in any case, we'll go through the matches that did happen. Um, the Another significant part of this is that... Uh, It must have been on the 16th. Wait, yeah, the 16th was the last one. In that match, uh, where is it? Shingo and Naito versus Ibushi and Nagata. It must have been there where Naito gets injured. Because this event on the 17th, he comes out uh, at the beginning of the event. And in his street clothes, he takes the mic. He apologizes to the crowd that they won't see him wrestle tonight. Um... Yeah, and he says, that's right, that he hurt his knee yesterday, so he can't wrestle. Um, It was just kind of a botched spot between him and Nagata. Just landed awkwardly on his knee. But uh, it means that Nagata gets a singles match with Sonata, which is kind of cool. I mean, it's a nice break. You don't usually see single matches on the Road 2 shows, or at least not just, just not very often. But to be honest, it wasn't a great match. Nothing special about it anyway. It's another one with a moonsault, so that was the main event. On an event cut short, uh, ELP went where... I'll just go backwards, I guess. ELP in the co-main wore out his cardboard title. Um, but they lost that match. Pumping Bomber on Yujiro, so ELP cut, tore up the title belt. Um... And then the other couple matches, nothing really that interesting, to be honest, that's about it. So, we had a bit of a break, that was on the 17th, the next one's on the 22nd, we're still in Karakuen Hall, and now, the bad news continues, Hiromu was seriously injured in that match, that last match, I suppose. All I've said is that it's a pectoral injury. His uh, left pec is injured. But, I mean, apparently he's supposed to be out for six months. So that sounds like a pretty bad tear to me. I don't know what else it could have been, really, Um, for it to be that serious. So that's sad. Romo's out. And they've got two events to try and figure out how they're going to put together the... um, Well, two matches, actually, because, of course... Hiromu was going to be in the junior heavyweight tag team match, and then he was going to be in the junior heavyweight 
uh, championship match, of course, defending against ELP. So that's two matches uh, that need to change. Um, did anything happen on this event? Other than that, all the same kind of matches. Nothing. Oh, yeah, the trophy got broken. Yano's King of Pro Wrestling trophy. But, I don't know, that seems to happen all the time. I don't think they... Uh, I don't think it's um, real gold, put it that way. Um, what do they got? Sorry about the silence. Nothing else really that significant here, though. I want to just get to the main stuff. Sonata uh, took on Honma one-on-one -on -one this time. And this was a pedestrian, is how I would describe this match. Just slow, like never got out of second gear. And Sonata wins with the skull end. Um, the main event was pretty cool though. Evil and Knight, uh, sorry, Evil and Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada and Tomohiro Ishii. So the first thing that stands out about this is someone of significance has to lose unless they throw the match out. Um, and. Uh, well, we'll go through this one a little bit, I suppose. So Togo and Gato were both there, of course. Evil smashes Okada into the barricade and sends a couple of poor fellows sitting at the table behind it, tumbling away. And uh, White keeps using the barricade as a way to separate himself from Ishii, kind of taunting him to try and bring him into the crowd because that's meant to be something that the officials are cracking down on, that they don't want fighting in the crowd. You know, there could be a fine or a suspension or, or something uh, for doing so. Similar to how the, um, you know, if you're on commentary, you shouldn't be getting involved in the match. So, uh, yeah, White's trying to do that. Um, Gator and Togo interfere whenever they can. Uh, Ishii attacks the referee at one point, And it's White that comes to his rescue. Um... Ishii starts choking him with Jay White's towel. Gato gouges at Ishii's eyes and, and White uses the towel on Ishii and chokes him unconscious and then is slapping his ass like a horsey. Um, and then, yeah, oh, well, I guess they um, they won the match. Uh, it was everything is evil on Okada. Yeah, and that's what Ishii was mad about, that he went after the referee. So Okada freaking lost. That's a decent deal there. And, um, yeah, you know, the whole thing with Evil has been that Okada's not the face of the company anymore. Um, and I suppose that's kind of been demonstrated as well, in that, of course, Okada's finally getting the Evil match uh, in the event we're about to get to the singles match, but how long has he been asking for that? He's been asking for that for... Oh, when did that start? I guess, has, has that been, that's like been since the turn of the year, really, since Wrestle Kingdom, he's been wanting evil, I think. So, nearly two months, and the company finally listened to him. So, it's just kind of demonstrative, I suppose, of the lack of power Okada has at the moment, just not, you know, really being a top guy. Not really in contention for the title at this time. Um, and really, I mean, if you think about it, the whole double title period has been without Okada. He was involved in it when it happened at first, the Wrestle Kingdom, but he was involved in it losing. Um, Well, actually, he won the first night and lost the second night. Is that right? To Naito. Wrestle Kingdom 14. Anyway. So, um... Okay, anything else from this match? Oh, we actually... Sorry, we have one more to go through. So, the, on the 25th was the last... Um... Castle Attack. Road to Castle Attack. Uh, Hiromu... Yeah. Came, comes out in a sling... 
says he injured his pectoral muscle on the 19th. He has to undergo surgery. So for the sake of the division, he will vacate the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. But he requests that Bushi wrestle in his place. Um, nothing too significant other than that happened on this show. Uh, show. There was uh, a Bullet Club chaos match where um, GYW on Tama won the match. Uh, Yoshi and Goto, of course, that is, teaming up to beat uh, Tama. And Goto pinned Tama uh, before their championship match coming up. And then uh, backstage, White, he's been bullying Yuomura a bit. He pulls him over into the press area and during the backstage uh, promo. And he shows off, he uses Yuomura as a model to show off the new Bullet Club shirt, puts it on him. Yuomura's got a mask on, of course, and he's, you know, he's sort of saying, Are you, you know, you're doing a good job, job modeling for me here. Are you smiling? And he pulls down the mask and Yuromo's got this big toothy grin on his face that made me laugh because I didn't expect it. Um, yeah, that was pretty funny. But uh, that was about it for that. There was a LIJ against a Bushi match, of course. Uh, Honma and Nagata three on three and Shingo wins that one on Honma says after the match everyone in LIJ is upset about Hiromu's injury Uh, yeah and then the main event of this one was the uh, IWGB Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship match I glazed over uh, something here because the um, they attacked It was on the 22nd, so the second last. So actually, yeah, the the show before this one, um, ELP and Ishimori faced Bushi and Shingo. And after the match, um, ELP hits sudden death. Uh, Ishimori pins Bushi for the win, and then ELP takes the mic. And um, Kanemaru and Desperado come out, blindside them, take them both out, challenge for the titles and uh, backstage they said we were skipped over anyway we deserve the title shot um, yeah that's why they have the title shot here so IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship Kanemaru and Desperado versus Ishimori and Phantasmo um, the finish is kind of uh, the ELPs lining up a kick Kanemaru invites it, catches it, and then swings it into Taiji's or Taiji's temple. And then Desperado hits Pinche Loco on Taiji Ishimori to win the match, take back the titles. So that was a pretty short reign. And um, yeah, after the match, they say the titles are back where they belong, but Desperado kind of takes over the... the um, promo to address the singles title match and he's like who cares what Hiromu wants why is Bushi a part of this match um, and he's like no one cares about ELP versus Bushi you should put me in the match it should be a three man match and um, they all kind of attack each other and whatever that's actually what happens they make the match a three way um, and there we go that's the build that's the lead up we made it here. Castle attack, night one on the 27th. Now we're in Osaka. Castle attack, Osaka Joe Hall. Kevin Kelly, uh, joined by Chris Charlton and Gino Gambino, who were all delivering commentary from their own... Um, well, I think it, it looked like Kevin Kelly and Gino uh, just at home. And then Chris Charlton's probably in the building somewhere. Um, so yeah, they're kind of shown on different little picture in picture screens at the start, but, um, oh, hold on. Let me get up to the first match was great. Okan, Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay versus 
Hiroshi Tanahashi, Satoshi Kojima, and Hiroyoshi Tenzan. So, um, we have Tenzan struggling with his Mongolian chop band, that continues, um, and Tanahashi catches an eliminator, and then Kojima takes the tour of the islands, and then all three Empire members target Tenzan, and they hold him up for an Ozcutter that wins the match. One part of this that um, actually I didn't go over in the lead-up to this is that the United Empire are trying to recruit Yoda Suji. Because, you know, he's obviously ready to graduate. And um, speaking of which, quick one, I actually would cover this. I'm going to have to go over the Strong Shows recently, but Shibata said recently that... um, Clark Connors has graduated. So if Clark Connors has graduated, I mean, he's great, but if he's graduated, Suji can freaking graduate. So, um, yeah. He hasn't responded as far as I know. Suji's kind of kept quiet on it, but he, uh, yeah, is, um, they're, they're, they're actually, it's nice, it's good in that they're being nice to him. As a result, not beating him up after the match and stuff. Then we had a singles match, Yoshihashi versus Tangaloa. And goodness me, Yoshihashi, as mentioned, they've been going after his manhood, saying he's got itty-bitty balls and all this kind of thing. So I was really kind of pulling for him to win this match, but it didn't happen. Spoilers. Yoshi's trying to work on Tanga's arm, uh, but of course Jado's out there to trip Yoshi up. There's this weird spot. Tanga no-sells like seven super kicks and just keeps asking for another one until he finally goes down. I don't know what his plan was there. Did he just think he was... Did he think it could take eight and he misjudged? It's just strange. And I mean... Like, I don't know. Tanga's like a big solid dude. I get it. I'm I'm, I'm okay with him no-selling stuff here and there. Um, he doesn't exactly have the Ishii cell down though. You know, the one where he just cops it and toughs it out. But, you know, Ishii, and I mean, of course, it's probably not fair to compare people to Ishii's selling. I guess that's kind of the standard when, when it comes to this. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Ishii's just got a way of still giving you a little subtle sh- look into the fact that yeah that really hurt but I'm toughing it out like he'll he'll just sell it a tiny bit but kind of show that he's pushing through the pain whereas this just looked like Tama took seven fake kicks you know it's it's I don't know it's it's the nuances that make it work or or otherwise anyway so Yoshi, uh, he knocks him down. He hits his lopsided senton bomb, and he goes for the butterfly lock. But then Jado interferes. Yoshi pushes lower into him to knock him out, and then Yoshi's about to go for Karma, but Tama comes out, and just him being there distracts Yoshi enough uh, to or for Tanga lower to reverse that move into ape shit and win the match by pinfall. And then they all attack Yoshi after the bell. So out comes Goto to make the save. Kind of slowly, considering he's in the next match and should be like ready to go with the curtain. But anyway, he does get out there eventually and he and Tama find himself in the ring. So the referee's like, all right, well, let's just get things moving. They start the match. And Tamalonga, Tamalonga versus Hiroki Goto. Tamatonga versus Hiroki Goto is the next match. Uh, Jado attacks Goto with the kendo stick. Goto fights off a gun stun, but is planted with the DDT. Then Tama misses a frog splash. Goto's lining up a kick when Tanga gets involved. Then Jado's knocked down too. Goto throws off another gun stun and then counters another gun stun into the GTR for the victory. So at least Goto pulled one back. I'm not. There's no promos here, by the way. They're not up yet. So I'm going to have to come back with the results of... Night 2, 
I guess hopefully they're up by then and I can just cover it all together. Uh, but if the if the promos are slow to uh, be uploaded um, for night two as well, I don't know when I'm going to upload that. I'd rather do it all together. You know, the promos are important. They're an important part of the storytelling, you know. Plus, a lot of people don't listen to them, so I, uh, I got to do that. I got to do my my duty here as the podcaster of choice to absolutely no one. The next match, Texas Strap match for the King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy, Chase Owens versus Toriano. So. Owens uh, is pretty keen on using the strap as a weapon. He slapping Yano with that. He tears off Yano's shirt so he can hit him without any kind of protective layer. Owens removes the first turnbuckle pad, uh, which of course, again, was the rule amendment that Yano made instead of just touching the turnbuckle pads. Um, and then they, they go back outside the ring. Owens tapes up his hands so that Yano like, just tapes... He doesn't tape his hands together. He tapes his hands like into fists so that Yano wouldn't be able to undo any turnbuckle pads. Um, but Yano manages to kind of tear that away enough. I think Owen's got most of the turnbuckle pads off, but when he's trying to take off the last one, Yano pulls him with the strap over straight into an Onikoroshi, the, uh, the powerbomb that he does, and then scrambles over to finish removing the last pad and Win the match. Yano maintains the King of Pro Wrestling trophy. And then we had the two main matches. The first of which being Jay White versus Tomohiro Ishii. So, uh, of course, White's usual tactic of leaving the ring and timing his first attack works perfectly on this occasion. Although he seems to have tweaked his hamstring early on. Um, and then he stumbles up the ramp to escape Ishii because again the officials are being extra strict about this they don't want Ishii to chase after him so and the referee doesn't count so he just lets White have a rest anyway White drops Ishii on the barricade and this seems like a pretty standard kind of move like this happened I mean I, I don't know I feel like he um you know, people get slammed into the barricade all the time. It, it's not usually this big of a deal, but Ishii really hurts his ribs when it happens on this occasion and just sells it the rest of the match. Um, it actually begins a really large section of dominance by Jay White in the match. And he mostly focuses on further hurting that injured mid midsection of Ishii. There is a short resurgence from Ishii. There's a brain bucker. A brain buckle. Come on, man. A brain buster off the turnbuckles. Um, so that pulls back some momentum for him. And, and then White hits a brain buster of his own and then attempts the, bra the blade runner, but that's countered. Ishii goes for a powerbomb. He hits that. And then he's setting up the sliding lariat when Gato comes in. Um, Ishii's kind of taking care of that. The referee was there as well. But uh, it seemed like Ishii had his stance even wider than usual. And you're just thinking, do you want a low blow? And it turns out he did. He was luring White in. White goes for the low blow. Ishii catches it. And then uh, does eventually, leading from that, hit the sliding lariat. Jay goes for the brain. Oh, yeah. And then they just start this. I mean, up until this 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 point... I wasn't in love with the match, to be quite honest. But, you know, then they get into the finishing sequences. And these two, uh, their reversal and counter stuff is really great. Like, it's rapid and it it still makes sense. Like, they're going for real moves and, and, it, and they'll counter each one at a... At a different time in a different way into a different move um but then like keep sort of trying to come back to the moves that they really want to hit um Ishii avoids two blade runners during that sequence um 
there's kind of a, a, a pause from it and then they go back to doing something similar. It's just at the 25 minute mark when finally the Blade Runner lands and it's a real out of nowhere kind of snap Blade Runner. So uh, White takes the the match. He, yeah, he pins after that. He wins. Um, yeah, but that was kind of... It saved it at the end. Otherwise, I didn't really love that match. And you know what? I went in with high expectations because I really like both those guys and I'm sure they've had a really good match before. But that... Like, I remember talking about how good this match would be when Ishii first beat Jay White the night after Wrestle Kingdom at New Year Dash. He beat him with the Brain Buster and then White, you know, took a tour off. And, um, yeah, it seemed like the perfect match to bring him back in. Like, a win over Ishii, it's not, you know, it doesn't put you in title contention, but it'd be a great match and it kind of would show him off as a, a top guy still. And, yeah, I don't know. It just, it wasn't quite what I wanted it to be. But it was still good. Then the main event was Evil versus Kazuchika Okada. Of course, Togo's involved. He provides a brief distraction early and not for the last time. Um, I mean, it's an evil match. He does his baseball spot with the chairs. He, at one point, he has like a single leg crab and Okada's got the ropes and the referee just slowly counts to five. So, of course, Evil's just going to wait to get to four and a half. Um, I mean, Togo attacks while Evil just lazily holds on to the referee, who just seems like, oh, well, I can't do anything. He's holding me. Just every shortcut that can be taken is at least attempted. And then Okada tries to take Togo out by chasing him up the ramp. Evil ends up following them up there and Okada DDTs both of them but even that doesn't slow him down much pretty much as soon as they get back to the ring Evil regains the advantage there's a Scorpion Deathlock and then uh, hits a Darkness Falls that um, has Okada worn right back down that's about the 20 minute mark everything is evil is reversed into a money clip Togo hits Okada with a chair and then gets into the ring to throw some punches Okada fights him off then Evil takes a drop kick before the money clip goes back on. There's a tombstone, money clip. Um, Evil pushes Okada into the referee, so then Togo comes in with his cord. But he gets a tombstone as well. And then Okada throws away the cord. But Evil gives him a low blow. Um, and then, But when he goes over to Okada, Okada gives him one back in retaliation. He just kind of up kicks him. There's another tombstone, another money clip. And Evil's fading in this one. He, he had that money clip on for a while, but he surges just enough to make it to the ropes. So it's not working. Okada decides to go for the Rainmaker. He hits one, but it's not the ripcord one. It's just a, a standing one. And, and then he misses one. Evil hits him back with one, then throws Okada on his head. Evil throw, follows up with a stiff lariat of his own, a running one. And then there's kind of a, a sequence of finisher attempts, but it's not as good as the Ishian uh, white one, that's for sure. It, it ends in this weird... I don't know what Okada was trying to go for. Maybe the um, the neckbreaker? Because he has him up in like the tombstone position, but then he swings to the side, and then he doesn't seem to know what to do, so it ends up being almost kind of like a over-the-shoulder power slam that he sits out on. So that was the second last move, and then Okada picks him up, ripcord, Rainmaker, for the pinfall victory. So even the finish wasn't even that good on this one, and um, the rest of the match was a freaking evil match. So, oh, this I was pretty disappointed with this one. Um, man, what an indictment on evil, though. Because Okada, I don't know. It's hard to blame Okada when he just had... Such a great match with Osprey. But because I was almost thinking maybe Evil should win. Because Okada can take it. Okada can take another stumbling block. You know, I know they're building him back up, but 
if they wanted to keep evil in that picture, inexplicably, you know, maybe you could do the surprise evil win. Um, and then he kind of has a point. He's really got Okada's number of, and is, it, what he's saying is true. Like, you aren't the top guy. You're not the face of this company. I showed you. But after this match, like, damn. I think, I think evil. Well, look, definitely doing what he's doing now. That's it, man. Mid card. Go for the never title, maybe. It's, um, it's disappointing. Put it that way. I'm no evil hater. I don't, I don't want him to fail. But these matches suck. For what they are, for what they're meant to be, it really should be better. And just all the... And it's not his fault. I mean, that's pretty common now with in the New Japan... I mean, I shouldn't even say now. You know, you going back, if you listen to my historical series, the GBH stuff, you know, it's kind of similar. But I feel like there's more going on of it now. And it's just lazy. Anyway, I mean... I won't go over it in detail. Of course, all I got was Charlton's uh, uh, translation of the promo, but Okada basically just kind of apologizes for the dirty tactics in that match and uh, says he's going to go on, win the New Japan Cup and take back the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. So um, that's the next one after uh, Castle Tax done, the New Japan Cup Tour. They have the dates up that for that uh, as well. So they, I guess, you know, they already had that locked in, I'm sure, before the events of this tour, Naito and Hiromu going down. Um, and I think maybe the fact that they, they are just doing more shows, I suppose, as a way to make up for the revenue lost in the, you know, not being as many audience members being allowed into the buildings. It's perhaps starting to take its toll on the wrestlers. And I mean, it's... Well, how long have they been doing this? G1 in October? When they came back prop like that and started... I think that's when this hectic... Hectic, um... Kind of... Uh, schedule began but um, yeah well hopefully they can last through the New Japan Cup but uh, it's an awful lot to keep up with and um, well that's the end of it that's the end of this one so of course yeah like I said tonight is or this afternoon is the second night so that's actually that's the really that's the big card Um, should I bring that up do I still have it up Let's go over it. What do we got here? The 28th. Satoshi Kojima and Hiroshi Hiroyoshi Tenzan versus Jeff Cobb and Will Ospreay is the opener. Yano, Ishii, Okada face Owens, White, and Evil. We've got the heavyweight tag team championship. Gorillas of Destiny versus Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto. There's the Never Openweight Championship between Tanahashi and Okan. That's another... That's an interesting one for Okan. Um, I mean, we just saw that match. And I liked it. I liked their Wrestle Kingdom match. Um, Now that... Yeah. I wonder if Tanahashi's just a transitional champion, you know? They put it on Tanahashi because... He's... uh, a big name for a new guy to win it from, perhaps. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe Okan takes a never title. And then you've got the junior heavyweight championship, Bushi, Desperado, and Phantasmo, and a three-way match. I don't, I don't like three-way matches. Um, I guess it's kind of something that it's, it's different for New Japan, so... Because New Japan's pretty much all I watch, it's uh, something different. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not crazy about that one. 
And then, of course, we've got the double... Oh, no, sorry, it's not the double championship. It's just the Intercontinental Championship. Ibushi versus Naito. So, at least that match is of consequence. Um, will they separate the titles? That's an interesting one. I don't know. Just from Naito's plan, it makes me think that they won't. Because Naito's plan sucks so hard. Um, and you know what? They have enough titles. The fact that they're getting rid of two of them is actually exciting to me. Because I have to imagine that the United States Championship now stays in the United States, given they have, you know, uh, that strong show that they're, they're putting a bit more behind. They have whatever TV deal they have for it. And, um... You know, they need a title on that show. They've actually got a decent roster now where a title is suitable. Before, you know, when I'm back in like July when I was watching it, like that, it was fine. You didn't need a title on that show. Um, but yeah, uh, I won't go into that. I'll, I'll do a, a, uh, a strong show, I think, as a separate deal. But, um, yeah, and then if Ibushi wins, then maybe we have a new championship belt. Like, maybe they combine them and we get a new title. I mean, they have had that title for... Oh, you know what? It would be about 13 years now. It was at the beginning of 2008 that Nakamura introduced... And it was in February as well. So it's it'd be... 13 years pretty close to the day that we um, that we got that IWGP Heavyweight Championship, if I am not mistaken. So, the title belt, of course, is what I mean. The title belt itself. So, yeah, I wonder if they have a new one. That's kind of exciting as a belt nerd, but at the same time, I know I've said this before, the current title's so pretty, I don't know if I want to lose it. Anyway, we'll find out in... That event starts in four hours, my time. So we'll upload this one. Hope you enjoyed this. Thank you for listening. Until then, or until I upload something about it, have a good one. Have a good one.